It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Who they think they're going to beat them Bengals? It is the Locked On Bengals podcast with your hosts, Joe Goodberry and Jake Lisko. Find us on Twitter at Joe Goodberry and at Jake underscore NFL. Please like, subscribe, and share as we try to grow this community and pump out daily Bengals content just for you. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Today, Paul Daner over on The Athletic and Ian Rappaport over on his Twitter page at Rapsheet talked about the Bengals and free agency quite a bit, and there are some very interesting tidbits that came out of that that we're going to talk about, including Ian Rappaport being the first, loudest, maybe national media voice looking at the Bengals through a lens of fact and truth, which... I'm sure all of you will be glad to hear. So let's get into the news as we always do to start. And then we get into free agents. We still have a few divisions to talk about. The positional review that we said was coming today, we're pushing it off because there's a bunch of interesting news to talk about. So we'll get back into that. Maybe tomorrow, maybe Friday. We'll see what we'll see what happens. We'll start with Paul Daner at The Athletic. He wrote about several interesting possibilities for the Bengals this offseason. The first of which, very nonchalantly, he mentions a couple things about the Bengals' direction at cornerback. Sounds like Darquez Denard is likely to not be coming back to Cincinnati, which for me is a bit of a disappointment. I thought that he was very good and helped bring the defense into a respectable level in the second half of the season. The other one is he kind of writes as if Drake Kirkpatrick being a cap casualty is a foregone conclusion. And given his age and cap hit dead money combination, we have talked about that on the Lockdown Bengals podcast, and it would not be surprising. Those two moves would mean the Bengals need a corner, and not just one, maybe two. Maybe one comes in free agency as a high-level guy and then a low-level guy. Maybe it's a mid-tier guy and a high draft pick. I'm not really sure yet. We're, we'll get some answers. Um, does it mean Drake Kirkpatrick will be cut and then they'll find somebody, or does it mean they'll go out and look for a free agent, and if they can't find one, they'll hang on to Kirkpatrick? The way De- Paul Denner Jr. wrote it almost seemed like a foregone con- conclusion and that we should be looking at a completely new cornerback group this year. Now that I guess you also have to say, what's your comfort level in Darius Phillips and B.W. Webb starting? Are they more of a four and five on the depth chart or a three and a four on the depth chart? And you still need to get that number two guy. And it will be interesting to see what sort of draft capital they spend because at this point, Paul Daner's also written in the same piece. He would be shocked if the Bengals don't pick a receiver in their first 65, in the first 65 picks of the draft. So if they're spending one of those on a quarterback, one of those on a receiver, unless they're getting a second rounder back for Andy Dalton, you're either looking at a day three corner at this point who you cannot rely on to come in and play in year one, or you're picking one at the top of round two, which, or the top of round three, and neither of those 
would necessarily be surprises because this is a good corner class. But again, you can't really rely on a second or third round corner to come in and play for you right away. Now, they did go out and sign two corners. They got creative. They got a guy off of waivers from Green Bay. They got a guy from the Canadian Football League of all places. We'll see if those guys can be contributors. And maybe that should have been the writing on the wall that they were shaking things up and they wanted to make sure they had some depth and competition. Yeah, I think that's what that sounds like. And, you know, they're bonus players. If those turn into anything, then you're happy about it. It is a strong corner class. And I think the top of round two, you're going to get a first round guy in most years. I even think if you get into the third round and say they take a receiver, if, if Denner's comment about them taking one before round three and um, – Bleacher Reports report over the week that the Bengals are eyeing a wide receiver at pick 33. If that aligns, then if we're in round three and taking a corner, yeah, at best, that guy is going to give you spot duty and probably come in behind B.W. Webb and Darius Phillips. So free agency is going to play a big part, and that's weird for us to even say, right? We When are we ever in the situation where we got to throw the mock drafts out of the window because the Bengals went and made a free agent signing that are going to shake up how we feel the draft's going to go? It's been years. And also interesting, Paul Dana did a Q&A today on The Athletic. Can you mention in that piece that the Bengals have their eyes on specific free agent targets? This isn't just smoke. This building supposedly is aligned. And it's not just going to be your bargain basement, guys. Ian Rappaport says he expects the Bengals to play not in the top guys. So they won't be in if Chris Jones was a free agent. They won't be in on that elite tier guy that the team just can't afford but he does expect them to be involved with wave one wave two guys so maybe our javon hargrave wish isn't that far-fetched one name that paul danner even mentioned for a free agent on the defensive side of the ball dj reader and i think we would be thrilled i'd love dj reader yeah he's on our list currently that we keep uh, as we're doing our free agent breakdowns and free agent projections uh yeah i think linebacker corner and defensive line they're gonna hit defense hard and it's weird to even say but uh, I do feel like it's been kind of gaining momentum as it's gone we've just been waiting for a big report or someone to actually put it down and I guess we got two of those today two significant reports and I think I think it's great Ian Rappaport goes out there dispels the idea that the Bengals don't spend he said I was curious about the narrative so I went and looked and He repeated what we've heard from Duke Tobin and other Bengals writers. They're 16th, right in the middle of the road, in total spending in the last five or ten years. I don't remember which one. And where they're at the bottom of the league is in guaranteed money. So we're still hoping the CBA gives the Bengals some more flexibility in free agency. But Ian Rappaport and Paul Danner Jr. combining to say, look for the Bengals to play more in free agency than we've seen in years. Want to go see your Cincinnati Reds this spring during spring training? Well, Arizona is a great place to go, not only see baseball, but to see everything else. And if you go down there and go down for the Cactus League, they've got 10 stadiums, 15 MLB teams, 75 degree temperatures. All 10 stadiums are in the greater Phoenix area within 50 miles. Yeah, you can go down and see your Reds in Goodyear Park down there. Or maybe we've talked about it before. You're into the craft beer. They've got Four Peaks, Angels Trumpet Ale House. Goldwater Brewing Company, all known for great beer. Or maybe you're into hiking. Maybe you want to get out in the desert for the numerous national parks down there. Go up to the Grand Canyon. And if you do the canyon, make sure you bring enough water because it's the way back. Unlike most hikes, that's challenging. It's easy going down, hard coming up. 
kind of the opposite of the Bengals. We had a hard time with this bad year, and we're going to come up next year. So go on down to Arizona, take yourself a little spring break, plan your getaway at visitarizona.com slash springtraining. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Free agency and the topic of free agency is a weird territory for us. I mean, we've been doing this free agent outlook going team by team, division by division for since the playoffs. So since January, and now we're, we still have a few teams to wrap up and finish up and AFC West today, if you're wondering where I'm going with this, but with the news of, well, I guess the feeling that the Bengals were going to participate in free agency, and then the news today of Ian Rappaport saying they will be players, uh, especially like mid-level, mid what do you say, middle-class free agents, which sounds good to me. Um, and Paul Denner Jr. really just putting it out there that he expects them to go after a few targets. Uh, brings us to the Denver Broncos, and I think because, number one, we got to get to them, but number two... Chris Harris Jr., their corner, is their best free agent hitting the market. And he's been one of the best corners in the NFL over the last 10 years. He made PFF's all-decade team as the nickel corner. Um, One of the best slot corners that I've ever watched. And, I mean, production-wise, just through the roof. They've got some numbers here on PFF. Um, But he'll be 31 this year. They're projecting a two-year deal at $13 million per year, so $26 million total. Um, I think the 31-year-old thing is, is the hard part about this. He's coming off his worst-graded year, but they also, which I didn't know this, played him on the outside all year last year. They didn't put him in the slot at all, 40 snaps. That's where he thrives. If the Bengals are signing him, are they going to say, no, you're a slot guy, and he should be? I think he would want that. And uh, maybe he's in a in the base defense, he's your boundary guy, and then when you go to your nickel, he's inside, which is you know 65% of the snaps. But... If that's a realistic target, spending $13 million a year on him, and we're not talking about a lot of guaranteed money because we're talking about a two-year, $26 million deal total. Even if half of that is guaranteed, it's only $13 million. That's right in the Bengals' range. I just wonder if the age is a factor. And I think that it's got to be. When we've talked about free agent corners previously, the pie-in-the-sky guy is a guy like Byron Jones who you can plug and play outside and forget about for the next four years because he's going Mm -hmm. to be lock-solid, lock-down a side of the field. Another guy we've talked about, Logan Ryan, is PFS third-graded cornerback free agent and a guy that Paul Daner has said is a name to look for for the Bengals. The next guy on the list, Trey Waynes, another guy. And, And Waynes is not significantly different from Drake Kirkpatrick, but he's also projected to just get a one-year, $7.5 million deal, according to Over the Cap. When we did the Vikings, I said, I'm not very interested. If you're not going to be a great cornerback under Mike Zimmer's tutelage, I don't see how you're going to get better elsewhere. But there's always a chance, right? He's an athletic guy. And anyway, we're focused on Denver today. I just wanted to talk about some of the other corners that the Bengals could go after in free agency. Those are the guys that are the top of the list. And Chris Harris 
if he can play that Leon Hall role that Joe talked about, would be a decent fit. Because then you can get Darius Phillips out there. You don't have to play him 100% of the snaps. And he can sort of ease his way in, and he's still playing on the boundary. Let's go down the list for Denver, though, shall we? I mean, Chris Harris, I think that does make sense, especially if that projected contract is accurate. There's a significant amount of risk there. And I think that competition for him will be hot, but it's a guy that Paul Danner said this would be the, the high-end guy if the Bengals go after him. And, you know, if you if you listen to Ian Rappaport, this is the best available unrestricted free agent corner, according to PFF. So there's a chance that if this is the biggest contract, the Bengals won't land it. But the guy that would be extremely interesting if this was a need and if the value in terms of this, the dollars matched up, Justin Simmons, the Denver breakout safety, was the number two graded safety in 2019 for PFF. Man, that'd be fun. He can play high. He can play low. He's a very flexible kind of gadget player, defensive weapon to some degree. Yep. That'd be, that'd be pretty fun. And it would give the Bengals flexibility to go too high safety again, which they really didn't do last year. I don't know if that was by choice or by constraint. Yeah, and he's 26 years old, so he's still young. Over the cap was projecting him for a four-year, $57 million deal. That's $14 million a year and nearly $32 million guaranteed, which puts him in A.J. Green territory and type of money that the Bengals have handed out before. Um, I don't think it'll happen. And to even further that, that's probably where Denver places their franchise tag on Justin Simmons, as seeing as where that deal is there, um, they probably – it may even save a little You're bit of right. money. I don't know. I'm not sure what top five safeties are making, but uh, we, that's we, definitely what we even said yesterday. For, now that you say that, it jogs my memory. He is reported. That was one of the list uh, from Jenna uh, Lane. That's right. So Justin Simmons franchise tag moving on. We talked about this. Did we, was this on air? when We talked about, Derek I, I don't Wolf? remember. We were talking about, Oh yeah, it was. Cause we were talking about Derek Wolf. Right. And Shelby all, Harris here. Maybe we weren't on the air. Denver has three defensive interior players that if you're looking at Derek Wolf, you should be looking at Shelby Harris for sure. Mm-hmm. And you should probably be looking at who is the other guy? Zach Kerr. Zach Kerr, who maybe yeah. isn't a Bronco, but was pictured in a Broncos uniform and ended up elsewhere. Well, he used to play for the Colts also. Was it Zach Kerr? It was uh, Zach Kerr. He, he was yeah, in yeah. a Denver uniform for sure. All right. But uh, yeah, Shelby Harris. Has played all over from nose tackle to um, five tack D end. He's 28 and a half. His projected um, cap hit or salary three years at five and a half million per year, which seems pretty reasonable. Last three years of his grades um, 77, 90, and 76, which is significantly higher than what uh, Derek Wolf is at recently with a 69, 75, and 67. And Derek Wolf's also going to be 30 years old. Uh, so he's probably going to get paid a little bit less than Shelby is going to be. But still, we talked about Wolf yesterday, so we're not going to spend too much time there. Um, one other guy real quick, Jake, and can I, I scroll. Can I say one more, one more note on Shelby Harris? I really like PFS summary of Shelby Harris. Because of his snaps, he when he had 391 snaps is when he graded really well. So they kind of point mm-hmm. out he might be an elite level role player or an average player with a bigger role. But mm-hmm. it's just $5.5 million a year. I'm, I'm very on board for Shelby Harris if that's something the Bengals are interested in. I think that's actually a great fit. So we'll, that's a name I would like to see, but I don't know if the Bengals are going to have any interest. Yeah, and they've got uh, center here, Connor McGovern, who mm. I believe is can also play guard. He's shy of 27. He's 26.8 uh, 
Um, last year graded as a, as a 72, two years in a row now over a thousand snaps. So interesting to see if, uh, you know, there's any versatility there, if the, if he can play guard or not, uh, or just what he would get in free agency after grading positively this last season. Just looking through the rest of the list here, I don't see anybody else that necessarily demands a lot of attention from us. There's one guy that looks potentially interesting, and that's if you want to take a bit of a swing on Will Parks, who has, he's 20, 25 and a half years old, so still young. In 2018, was a top 30 corner for PFF. So this is a guy that will be kind of be post-hype by low. And if they're looking mm. for camp bodies or, or competition kind of guys back of the roster, Will Parks at 25 and a half years old is a guy that could potentially be a wave for intriguing piece. Another guy, Adam Goetzis, was, uh, he's 27 years old and was one of the other rotational pieces in their 3-4 defense. Uh, really, it's a three-three-five defense with Von Miller because he can pretty much do it all. But the last few years, 500 snaps, 500 snaps, and then just shy of 300, having his worst year last season. But was grading at least average or, or above average. And for being 27 years old, I wonder if there's any depth um, interest there. Because, like I said, we talked about a lot yesterday about them potentially wanting a five-tech and really going to a more multiple defense. And will they find a five tech from Denver? Like I, like we said, there's some guys there that they can look at. But let's move on to San Diego. I'm sorry, okay. Los Angeles. Philip Rivers is our top graded free agent. He will not be of interest to the Bengals. Hunter Henry is our second graded free agent. He will be franchise tagged. Mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon is third. And if they're going to pay money to a running back, it will certainly be uh, the guy that's already on the team, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. But yeah. Who else is on this list? Is there any Sylvester Williams, defensive interior player? He's thirty-one. Thirty-one, not yeah. really. Right, and Ryan Groy, I had interest in a few years ago, but nope, he hasn't played or played well. No, I don't think there's anyone here. I remember looking at this a little bit ago, and the Chargers are not in a good. It's rough. Yeah, they're not in a good way right now. Not only are they changing of the guard in in a lot of ways at quarterback, but uh, yeah, they're. Just they're not selling out in LA. I just don't see how they're even players in free agency either, without not knowing who their quarterback's going to be at all. Are there, or do they just go with Tyrod Taylor? Right? Is that just their option to uh, keep it moving? They'll tank for Trevor. I'll throw one name out there: Derek okay. Watt. Fullback. Fullback. Go get a fullback. They, they I, might I'm not want a fullback. Yeah. And and he's a Watt, so you know that's exciting. His brother plays for the Steelers. He could block his brother twice a year. I'm not against it at all. I just went through the complete list of the Chargers. There is nobody besides Watt. Derek Watt, that's your name from the Los Los Angeles Chargers. That is rough. Now on to the Vegas Raiders, the Oakland Vegas Raiders. Carl Joseph, remember mm. Carl Joseph? He's an I unrestricted do. free agent, 26 and a half years old. Projected to get a one-year, $4 million deal, and would you pay Carl Joseph $4 sure. million for one year? I would. Yeah, especially since um, I keep thinking of safety and linebacker as you know a way to help each other. Either you can you can sign or draft a linebacker, you can also sign or draft a safety and get a linebacker down into that box a little bit more often and help them out that way. So, uh, yeah, he's graded positively. He's been a role player, though, huh? 500 snaps. 500 snaps last two years, grading about 75 and 70 overall. I'm not too upset with role players, though. Looking on down the list, there's not a whole lot coming out of Oakland that interests me either. There's a guy here named Will Compton. He's a linebacker. Have you heard of Will Compton? 
He's 30 and a half years old, and uh, he's been a very limited snap guy. But if you're desperate for uh, a, a linebacker, you can sign Montez Perfect. He's a free yeah, agent yeah. this year. The Raiders need as much linebacker help as the Bengals do right now. Yeah, if they're letting linebackers go, you probably uh, don't want to sign them. Is there anybody no, but... on this list that looks interesting to you, or are we just moving on to the NFC? Yeah, that's it. And I knew we'd spend more time on Denver because these other teams really don't have much to uh, to really, you know, wet my whistle. It's barren. Will. Yeah, it's it's really really bad. All right, how about one name from Oakland, Benson okay. Mayoa? He's twenty eight sure. and a half years old. Edge defender had some success in two thousand eighteen. Had an average year in two thousand seventeen. Took a bit of a step back in two thousand nineteen, but. Again, if you're looking for guys that can play the edge that wouldn't cost a ton of money in wave three, wave four, wave five, maybe actually for Benson Mayoa. Yeah, he's been out there late parts of August at times. Um, he was with the Cowboys at one time, with the Rams, I believe, before that. And he's been traded for picks. And then at the same time, he's just, uh, yeah, just a situational pass rusher. How about Mike Glennon, though, for the backup quarterback job? He okay. is 30 years old. Yeah, sure. Let's right. get into the NFC. Maybe there will be some more exciting stuff with the NFC West teams where we have to talk about. We've talked about Seattle. We've mm-hmm. talked about San Francisco. Or did we talk about San Francisco? Yeah, after the Super Bowl. Did we? Yeah, of course. Who did we look at from San Francisco that we want? Well, they've got a lot of free agents, guys like Jimmy Ward. Did we talk about this? Yeah, because then the, the one D tackle is either Buck, Buckner or Armstead. Which one is? I don't know. Anyway, we're going to talk about whatever teams we haven't talked about in the NFC West, that being the Los Angeles Rams and the Arizona Cardinals in just a minute. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Moving on to the NFC West, final two teams we have remaining, the Cardinals and the Rams, which, you know, maybe there's some connection still with the Rams and Zach Taylor to get some free agents to jump across. But there's definitely some old Bengals on the Cardinals that uh, I don't think we'll have any interest in. (laughs) So even though the Bengals seem to, they're, well, they're, they're old history. Maybe they're turning over a new leaf, but uh their top free agent for the Arizona Cardinals. DJ Humphreys is their tackle. I don't expect him to go anywhere. He's 26 years old, um, projected to get about $13.5 million a year. No thanks. We're not interested in that. He hasn't been that good, and I don't think uh, the Bengals are in any shape to go and pay an average tackle starting money. Wait, they did that last year. Even worse. I mean, half as much. And not even an average guy. True. So... They paid half as much. (laughs) They definitely did. Next up for them is Kenyon Drake, who they just traded from the Dolphins, who played pretty well and made David Johnson expendable. Their backup quarterback, Brent Hundley, I don't think I have interest there. If they signed him, whatever. Next guy on the list is Farrell Cooper. You remember him. He's not even 25 years old yet. 
He's been to a Pro Bowl before. Had a cup of tea with the Bengals. Larry Fitzgerald, future Hall of Famer, will be back with the Cardinals. He said, I don't know what that deal looks like. And there's finally our, our guy, Zach Kerr, who has been a three-down lineman. Not a three-down lineman. A three-down lineman. You know what, what? I'm saying? Because they play, he's played in a three-four defense for so long. A three down. That's so confusing. <laughs> and when I said it out loud, I was like, "No, that's not what you mean." Because that means something completely different in the NFL. He doesn't play at third downs. He played about three hundred <laughs> snaps every year for the last three years and graded decently as a rotational guy. He's shy of thirty years old, so he'd be thirty if he did have interest in signing him. The Cardinals really don't have anyone. You might remember Charles Clay. He was good at one point. The other guy that was a former Bengal, two guys actually, Clinton McDonald and Josh Shaw. Take it back. Remember, Clinton McDonald was traded for Kelly Jennings back when the Bengals really needed a corner, and Clinton McDonald is still going, man. And the other guy that we'll recognize on this list, Marcus Gilbert, the former Steeler. Yeah. He's 32 years old, missed all of 2019 with a knee injury. When he has played, he's been pretty good, but... Showed some decline in 2018, and at 32, coming off a knee injury, this would be the equivalent of signing John Jerry to play starting left tackle. Right. Not ideal. Should we talk about a team that has some guys we actually like? Yes, we should, because or else that would get really boring. There's uh, some players on the Rams that we definitely like. And first and foremost, of course, obviously everybody knows the two words that are going to come out of my mouth. It's Andrew Whitworth. Hmm. Actually, I didn't think you were going there. Good no, I joke. know that uh, that was the buildup. That was the right. I, I played it. I played it cool. I gotcha. So they have projected for Corey Littleton. <laughs> I'm just going to keep moving. The 16th ranked free agent for them for PFF, Corey Littleton. They have projected for four years at 12 million dollars a year. I, th- I was thinking 15. Am I off? Um, no, I think they're off. I think he's he's a top available free agent linebacker. I think he's going to get a similar deal to the guys last year. Right. I, th- I think they're low. Yeah, I do too. But Littleton is fun. If you're interested in him the last two years, um, 2,100 snaps, ne- nearing 2,200 snaps actually, and has graded really well in one year. And fantastic in coverage, athletic, really good in space, does not miss tackles. Sounds amazing, right? There's a big caveat that PFF points out in their top free agency rankings here that he had a 50 run defense grade, bottom of the barrel. Yep. And maybe that's why he's only going to make $12 million because you talk about teams looking for three down linebackers. Corey Littleton really doesn't qualify. He's your nickel linebacker. and He's a two down linebacker. he's, He's a two down linebacker. And they're the more important downs. Are you making a feet joke? He has no. two feet on the ground instead of like like he just did with the three down line. That wasn't a joke. That was me just having my wires crossed. I thought you were doing the same thing, but you were like playing it like it was a joke now. No, this no. one's real. Right, two down, yeah. as in two, the, the yeah. being coy part was that two downs are now the pass downs. Yeah, and he's, and he's not playing in your goal line sets unless he's playing safety in your goal line sets. Mm-hmm. And so there is some limitation there, and that's actually a reason to maybe like a guy like Joe Schobert a little bit more who's not going to be as good in coverage, is going to miss some more tackles, but you can feel good about him being out there for three downs. Same thing can be said, as Paul Denner points out in his piece, of Nick Kwiatkowski, 
who hasn't right. played a full year, but has shown the ability to be a three-down linebacker. Littleton has a 91 coverage grade in coverage with 18 pass breakups and six interceptions over the last two years. That's good. That's good. great. It's what we want. I mean, but but what role is he playing for the Bengals? He's playing the Sean Williams role. No, I think you can have Sean Williams and Littleton. You're going to be, yeah, okay, so I'm bad against the run. Fuck it. I mean, that didn't go great last year. And you do, as has been pointed out to us by our division rivals, you do have to defend Lamar Jackson and the Ravens twice a year. And Nick Chubb, who was tearing shit up last year too. Parting the Part of defending Lamar Jackson is having the athleticism and speed yeah. to actually disrupt him at all. That's and Littleton true. does that. But, you know, the run has killed the Bengals so much recently because they can't score points on offense. Yeah, but they're getting gashed by the run early in games too. It's, it, I mean, with with they don't have to play the NFC West next year, so they don't have to play San Francisco. But it's just you know you you gotta have you gotta have guys that you think are going to be able to handle Lamar Jackson or at least help slow him down a little bit. And I'm not saying Corey Agreed. Littleton isn't that guy. I, I don't know how consistent run defense grades are year to year. Have we have we looked at his year to year grades? Let's look. You know what? This actually says that his run defense grade was was 64. So I'm not sure where that 50 comes from. Last year, 42. So his run defense grades have never been good. So it's an average, maybe. <laughs> That's over the last two years of 50. Yeah, and prior to that, 50, 51. So never been a strong run defender according to PFF grading. Always been, last two years, I should say, been a pretty good coverage guy. Is he offering much as a pass rusher? He actually is. He, he's got good marks for them as a pass rusher. So... Luana Rumo likes to use these guys in different spots, likes to use them flexibly, likes to do some movement of guys around to, to confuse yeah. offenses. And Corey Littleton does offer you that flexibility. There are a lot of reasons that Corey Littleton is a good fit, but I, uh, I'm just saying maybe, maybe, maybe over the cap is onto something. If teams have those concerns around his run defense. And we've talked a lot about them wanting to do more three, four, more multiple stuff. If that's the case, then maybe Littleton isn't a fit at all. And because yeah. not with Jermaine Pratt. If Jermaine Pratt's going to be one of the inside linebackers, I think you want a big guy to take on some blocks a little bit more than Pratt, you know, does. Even though they use Pratt that way, I don't think with a safety background, I don't think eventually once he's fully developed, that's what you want him doing. Yeah, so who is the free agent linebacker then? Before we get back into the Rams, that is that fit if they want an inside guy. Mm. I mean, I still think Schobert would fit that. I still think Kwiatkowski would fit that. Um, yeah, but there's got to be a dark horse here. We're, we're not talking about Blake Martinez at his market rate. No, we don't want to talk him. about Josh Bynes. I would talk about Josh Bynes probably. I mean, Bynes would fit, but it just seems like such a you're buying at the high point when yeah is not ideal. He was yeah. just a free agent. You could have had him at any point. If you're looking for just a run defender, you you could go sign David Mayo for pretty cheap. Yeah, Reggie Raglan would fit that. Man, it's it's not good at linebacker this it's year. It's not. We said that when we first did looking at positions. It's you're going to have to go out and get your guy. Linebackers got to evolve, and I think we're on the cusp of seeing it, whether that's more safeties, more versatile players. I the Isaiah Simmons type, even though he's a freak, it's be, it's out of necessity because, like, if you're a team right now that needs a, a, a linebacker, you're not going to find one in free agency more than likely unless you go and shell out some money, and that's why they're getting paid crazy money the last couple of years. Yeah. And then in the draft, it's like 
spotty, hit or miss. If you're not picking at the right spot, you just won't see one for a couple of rounds. Schobert actually graded worse than Littleton in run defense okay. this year. Oh, so never mind then. How about how throw, about Jamie Collins? Throw it all out. I don't want anyone from the Patriots yeah, other neither. than Joe Tooney. Me neither. <laughs> let's let's see if there's anybody else on this list. I mentioned Andrew Whitworth. He's going to go back to L.A. Yeah. I it would, think it would be a nice that, story, but no. Yeah, but, like, I mean, what, are you going to have him come in and play left guard? Sure. That yeah. would be great. That would be lovely. Right. But I think that bridge is burned, right? Like, I do. I think it is. And, and there's no connection anymore. Then you have Dante Fowler Jr., who is an edge defender, 25 years old still, former first-round pick. They project him to get a big deal. And mm-hmm. I'm surprised, actually, that they're projecting this. I don't edge think Bengals are in the market. First-round pick? Yeah. That's it. That's, that's all you that's need all to you, do. That's it. Michael Brockers, defensive interior, he's played nose for them. He's played end in their three-man fronts. Um, 29 years old, former first-round pick. I don't know what he'll get paid. He's always been a solid to above-average player, playing about 700 to 800 snaps per year. Sure, maybe, if they want that five-tech guy. If he is that, unless they think he's a nose, I think I think nose tackle is going to be Josh Tupou's job. Yeah, Josh Tupou. Whatever. You made that open field tackle on Lamar Jackson. Put some respect on that name. You're right. Highlight of the season. Austin Blythe. Man, talk about regression, huh? How about mm-hmm. Greg the Leg? You want a kicker? That'd be awesome. I, I would pay Greg the Leg. Do you Last buy year... do, you, do kickers fall off at a certain – they don't, right? Like they play until they're 50. Yeah, I don't I, – they might lose some leg strength. He's 32, and he took a big step back, according to PFF this year. But, I mean, I would definitely pay Greg the leg. And last year made $2.25 million, or his last contract, I should say. Um, okay, sounds great. Yeah, there's nobody else here. Now you're not interested in Bryce Hager at linebacker? He's never played at all. He's, yeah, That's who's, it. who's that? How about, how about Blake Bortles? No, I... I yeah, actually, fine. I'd be okay with Blake Bortles as a backup. <laughs> you, I think you might have been trying to make a joke, but that wouldn't be the worst. Um, Mike Thomas at wide receiver. Not that Michael Thomas, but Mike Thomas, the one, the other one from that draft class. Special teams player, still only 25. I still have hope. He's still sitting somewhere on my um, shadow team yeah. roster. So so it's Littleton or Bust for the most part. Littleton, Greg Zerline. Have we written down these names, Joe? Are we ready Not to... from today's show because there wasn't too many, but I do have the list from. Well, we got to put we, is Littleton already on the because we got to do our top fifty board now. Our free top agents? whatever. I don't think we wrote down fifty guys. It's not fifty guys. Like we might have 20. 20. That's fine. We'll have guys. Right. We'll do our top twenty. We'll rank them. How about this? Yeah. We'll rank them and then we'll do a show on that. Yeah. Right before free agency. Yeah, that's uh, only two right. weeks away now. Right. So in the next two weeks, we'll do a show on that. Are you guys excited? I can't hear you. you. You sound excited, Jake. I don't think either of us sound excited, but you should see us right now. Like we look super excited. We're 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 like we're like yeah, we got a plan. We have stuff is, to talk about. It's good. It's nice to have a plan. <laughs> but to be honest, the off season hasn't been so bad. No, so yet. far it's been exciting right. because people keep, keep people keep talking shit about the Bengals, and they're well, like they, in the national narrative gives us something to talk about. Having the first pick help, and then having 
coaching the senior bowl helped and then the combine and the burrow talk and mm-hmm. you know it's just been rolling now there's talk that they're going to active or participate in free agency yeah okay let's roll all this last year was like they're going to run out the same team with the new coaching staff and we're like man how do we talk about this and this year it's more like we're going to do new stuff right and we talked about this a little bit or we alluded to it last year right like Zach Taylor is going to have to run with this roster for a year, but we're expecting roster churn. We actually thought mm-hmm. there would be roster churn last year, and mm-hmm. then there wasn't. We're like, when are they going to start cutting guys? When are it, they going? If, to... And they did. It didn't. felt like it. They got the staff together so late, right, that yeah. they were almost afraid to cut people and not be able to replace them. And well, then it still bit them in the ass. If you listen to the coaches, they say, "Man, we're so so much farther ahead this year than we were last year." And they're talking about exactly. draft prep. They're talking about free agency yeah. prep. They're talking about game plan prep they actually know each other they had so many coaches last year show up their first day on the job was at the combine nick eason the first time they see him is in a in a prospect interview right he walks in sits down starts asking questions like hey good to meet you nick let's interview this defensive lineman that we might draft did they draft one last year did they no no that's that's gotta be pretty rare yeah, I was just thinking that. Imagine not drafting a defensive lineman. Huh. Like, you should spend one pick on O-line, D-line, no matter what, right? Yeah. Oh, no, we're we're stupid. They drafted Ronald Red. Oh, yeah. It's probably him. So retract all that. Yeah, that's the only guy they interviewed. <laughs> they interviewed Ronald Red and then drafted him <laughs> and got out of it. <laughs> so delete, I'm sure you'll edit all that out. I'm not going to edit anything out. Right. This is this is the uncut episode of Lockdown Bengals. We're just rolling. I hope y'all have enjoyed it. We're going to cut it off here, though. Quick shout out to Malik Wright, who was at the yes. Combine asking players, did you meet with the Bengals? He was one of those guys. But we appreciate that because we never know. No one ever asked, did you meet with the Bengals? And so we hear about all these other teams that have aggressive guys asking, hey, did you meet with the Jets? Did you meet with the Steelers? Well, now we know. Did you meet with the Bengals? That that was where that list of guys came from yesterday, largely that. And a website that will not be named, but does have one good purpose of tracking the uh, the draft prospect visits. Anyway, tomorrow, we had a plan for tomorrow, Joe. What was the plan? We did, huh? We're going to have positional reviews to, go back, to continue, pick back uh, up. Thursday, first round locks and building a board. Oh, yeah. Remember? Yes. Yeah, we will do that. <laughs> Good thing I wrote so it. So, were you testing me, or were you trying to jog your own <laughs> no, memory? I forgot to. I had to. I had to open my notes. All right, that's gonna do it. Locked on Bengals, people. We'll see you next time. Have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.